0: So thankful for all of you that are here today. Our children can be dismissed to their classes and those of you remaining young people adults can stay here. We do want to express our gratitude for all of you that have come this morning and when service is over at the conclusion of my message today, my wife is going to be assisted by some of the ladies and she'll be handing out these aprons to all of our mothers and ladies Uh, we understand that mother's day is a sometimes challenging day for some people because they don't have a lot of fond memories or whatever but we are all the product of a mother and so I found out that even In the worst of mothers, there is something good that can be found. Just as there is something bad in the best of mothers. And so we want to applaud all of you and thank you. And uh, I'd like for you to take special notice of this beautifully attired uh, mannequin silhouette, whatever that's called. This is made up of Proverbs. I believe the entire book of Proverbs. Sister Jill Hughes and her team helped put that together. I want to give her a great big And um, the flowers, everything were made, and uh, that was used last week for our ladies' tea. And that's going to be the subject of my message today. And I hope that the Lord will give me the strength to say what I need to say. Perhaps it would be best if I were to let a mother speak to you, because no one can speak like the heart of a mother. But I am thankful that God's given me the opportunity to have not only a good mother, but a great mother-in-law. And now I'm married to a wonderful lady that has become a wonderful mother. I am th- thankful for that. And then I have the Word of God. So. With that as our guide, certainly we can do something that will be a benefit today. If you have your Bibles and would turn with me to the book of Proverbs, I want to direct your attention to the 10th verse, Proverbs chapter 10, and I will not be lengthy. I promise you I won't do you like Elizabeth Taylor did, her fifth husband, not hold him long, but I'll be a little longer than that. Proverbs 31 verse 10. Who can find a virtuous woman, or who can find a capable woman? For her price is far above rubies. The heart of her husband doth safely trust in her, so that he shall have no need of spoil. She will do him good and not evil all the days of her life. She seeketh wool and flax, and worketh willingly with her hands. She is like the merchant's ships. She bringeth her food from afar. She riseth also while it is yet night and giveth meat to her household and a portion to her maidens. She considereth a field and buyeth it. With the fruit of her hands she planteth a vineyard. She girdeth her loins with strength and strengthened her arms. She perceiveth that her merchandise is good. Her candle goeth not out by night. She layeth her hands to the spindle. And her hands hold the distaff. She stretcheth out her hand to the poor, yea, she reacheth forth her hands to the needy. She is not afraid of the snow for her household, for all her household are clothed with scarlet. She maketh herself coverings of tapestry, her covering is silk and purple. Her husband is known in the gates. When he sitteth among the elders of the land, she maketh fine linen, and selleth it, and delivereth girls unto the merchants. Verse 25 said, strength and honor are her clothing. Or strength and dignity are her clothing. And she shall rejoice in time to come. Or one translation says, she will laugh at the future. She openeth her mouth with wisdom, and in her tongue is the law of kindness. She looketh well to the ways of her household, and eateth not the bread of idleness. Her children arise up and call her blessed, her husband also, and he praiseth her. Many daughters have done virtuously, but thou excellest them all. Favor is deceitful, and beauty is vain, but a woman that feareth the Lord, she shall be praised. Give her of the fruit of her hands, and let her own works praise her in the gates. And everyone said, Amen. I want to speak to you for a few moments this morning, clothed with dignity. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Say it with me, Clothed clothed with dignity. God bless you, you may be seated. Psychologist sighed and replied to the woman sitting across the desk from him. And he said, well, let's see, you spend 50% of your energy on your work, you spend 50% of your energy on your husband, you spend 50% of your energy on your children, I think I see the problem. And every mother said, amen, amen. I realized that over the years that the expectations have changed greatly for mothers, They used to be counted on to cook the bacon. Now, oftentimes, they are are forced to help make the bacon as well. But times changing do not change the need for women to understand the important role that they play in life. Many are no doubt interested in being ideal mothers or women, but they're too busy raising their kids or living life to do so. But I would come this morning to challenge all of you, our ladies, and I would challenge you to hear the word of the Lord. I realize that it has been said that the hand that rocks the cradle is usually attached to someone who's not getting enough sleep, and that is true as well. A junior high science class had been lectured on the properties of magnets for an entire class. The next day their teacher gave them a quiz and the first question read like this. My name begins with an M. It has six letters and picks up things. What am I? And believe it or not, 50% of the class answered mother. True story. Amen. Mothers, they are irreplaceable. Sometimes, as Brother Buddy said, Uh, sometimes they're even difficult to live with. But who could live without mother? Six-year-old boy was separated from his mother in the department store, and so he began frantically calling out, Martha, Martha. And hearing her name called, she immediately turned and ran toward her son, and she said, Oh, my, what's wrong, honey? Uh, He said, Well, I, I didn't know where you were. She says, Well, I know that my name is Martha, but you can call me Mother. He looked at her with this dumbfounded look on his face, and he said, but this store is full of mothers. I needed you. <laughs> Amen. And this world is full of mothers, but there is only one who is special, and that is your mother. Always should be and always will be. Mothers play an important role in the fabric of our lives more than we can even imagine. Their influence is greater than perhaps any other influence in the world. Many of us have heard of Thomas Edison. He is the master inventor of our modern day, known for so many countless things that have improved life for all of us, one of them being the enjoyment of the life that we have in this building but nobody's heard of Thomas Edison's mother. I don't even know that you could call her name, but her name should go down in history as one of the most influential who ever lived because at the age of six, he was expelled from school because he was a dunce. He was considered unteachable by his instructors. And his mother informed them that he was neither a dunce nor unteachable. And so she spent the remaining portion of her life pouring herself in to this child who would affect our world in such a profound way. And here is what Thomas Edison said about his mother. He said, I did not have my mother long, but but she cast over me an influence that has lasted all my life. The good effects of her early training I can never lose. If it had not been for her appreciation and faith in me at a critical time in my experience, I should never likely have become an inventor. I was always a careless boy, and with a mother of different mental caliber, I should have turned out badly. But for her firmness, her sweetness, her goodness her potent powers to keep me in the right path. My mother was the making of me. The memory of her will always be a blessing to me and my life. And so it is today that we come to honor all of our mothers. I stood in the line at a local grocery store this week and I counted no less than 15 magazines. I I was shocked. I mean 15 at least informing the curious who would look its way on how it could be something that it's not. From everything from facelifts to tummy tucks to uh, exercise programs to dress and so forth. They were flaunting the fact that you are not sufficient. You need a change in your life. I've come to tell you this morning that you are sufficient. And I appreciate you for who you are, not what the world would like to make you be. Amen. We live in a world that is consumed with four Ps. Pleasure, possessions, prestige, and power. They say, I want to feel good. I want to have a lot of stuff. I want other people to envy me, and I want control in my life. But the text that I read to you this morning is altogether different and paints a very vividly different picture than the world in which we live, and it is truly an amazing woman that is painted. When you first read it, it may seem rather intimidating to look at, And I realize that there are many that scoff at it as being impossible. That it seems like it's a ridiculous request for anybody to make in the day in which we live. But may I remind you that this is God's standard. And God's standard never changes. No matter the generation. No matter the time. And it is every mother and every woman's need to merit these things in their own life and let them be set as the ideal though you may not approach all of them they should be the ideal that you pursue and they should be the desire of your heart the bible says of this woman that she is priceless and she has an amazing versatility she can sew she can cook she shops well she repairs things she's a gardener She is a provider, she is a trustworthy person, she's strong, she is creative, she's a profitable person, and she is proactive. This woman could be anyone, she could be a housewife, a businesswoman, a teacher, or whatever other calling may come to your life, but if you find her, you will find the same threads interwoven in her life, and I want to praise her today. Because too many are being applauded for the wrong reason. And they covet the things seen and forget the things that are unseen. We live in a world that believes that if you can make up the outside, it doesn't matter what the inside is. But the truth is, the inside is where it all begins. And if you really want to affect the outside, it has to start on the inside I remember reading the story of a woman who came to a pastor in Hollywood, California. No place in the world that has greater pressures on women and expectation than in that culture. If you're not of a certain size or a certain stature, then you're overlooked and you're nothing. And so this woman had reached a point in her life where she had the money and the means and she decided that she was going to have a facelift. And she went in and met with a doctor and they went through all the procedures and finally the day came and uh, he did all of the work and then when it was all concluded, there was a follow-up visit. He said, "I, I have something good to tell you, I have something bad to tell you. And the good she had already seen when she looked into the mirror, it looked like 10 or 15 years had been taken off of her life. The wrinkles were gone. The tone was back. The beauty had been restored and she was so happy. She could not imagine there being anything bad to go with what she saw at the moment. He said, I have news for you. What I have done for you will last no more than five years at the most if it lasts that long. Startled at what he said in understanding the price she had just paid She was incredulous to believe that what he had done was not going to last. And she said, why? She said, because, or he said to her, because if there is not first a soul lift, a facelift will never last. That's a doctor, not a preacher. It does start on the inside. It does start internally. And so I want to remind you of that this morning. You can... Put lipstick on an alligator, but it's still an alligator. You can put mascara on a Rottweiler, but it's still a Rottweiler. What I'm trying to say is that you can dress up the outside and leave the inside to chance, and you're not going to like the outcome in the end. When it is only the external that is our focus, then we use that as an index of our beauty. Then it becomes a snare, but not so this woman. She went deeper than just the surface of her life, and she decided to bore down into bedrock to build her life and her character. And the Bible describes her as clothed in garments of a special quality, There was a certain wisdom and knowledge that were a part of her makeup. And these words I read today imply some kind of conviction. It is obvious that this woman had choices that she could make. This woman had different options that were available to her. There were things that she could have done. But the the thing that seemed to drive every decision was the value that she placed upon her own life. And that value is what helped her develop certain convictions. And two words sum up the character of this woman. Those two words are found in verse 25. She is clothed with strength and dignity. The word strength has to do with an unwavering and an uncompromising resolve. It has to do with the kind of character that is consistent, strong, doesn't fall to temptation, doesn't vacillate, doesn't waver, isn't up and down, isn't in and out. The word dignity refers to something which is elevated above the common, someone above the normal standard of life. She has class. She has virtue. She has nobility. Her life is above the standard of most others and there is a character that marks her life that is unique this character is her compass and she knows where she's going because she has the right map to guide her when i read these stories in the scripture earlier i thought about the fact that you could character and trying to live a life without character It's like trying to get around Houston, Texas while you're looking at a map of Dallas, Texas. It's impossible. And there are a lot of women who are following the wrong map this morning. They're following the wrong road sign. And here in our text is a woman who has made a decision and she has made a choice. And when I read all of this, I tried to sum it up. It was impossible for me to get through all of the points that are made here. And I don't want to belabor But there are certain things about this woman that speak to me today. Number one is what I see in her is that she is not just a strong woman, but she is a woman of strength, and there is a vast difference between the two. A strong woman works out every day to keep her body in shape, but a woman of strength kneels in prayer to keep her soul in shape. A strong woman isn't afraid of anything, but a woman of strength shows courage in the midst of her fear. A strong woman won't let anyone get the best of her, but a woman of strength gives the best of her to everyone. A strong woman makes mistakes and avoids the same in the future, but a woman of strength realizes life's mistakes can also be God's blessings and she capitalizes on them. A strong woman walks sure-footedly, but a woman of strength knows God will catch her even when she falls. A strong woman wears the look of confidence on her face, but a woman of strength wears grace. A, woman of, a strong woman has faith that is strong enough for the journey, but a woman of strength has faith that it, that it is in the journey that she will become strong. Oh, the difference between a strong woman and a woman of strength. And what we find here is more than just someone who was strong physically. She was strong spiritually and internally. What I see in this woman is that she set the tone for her life. She did not wait for others to decide. She was not careless "...in that regard. She knows who she is. More than that, she knows whose she is, and she acts and lives accordingly. She does not wait for her cue from society. She doesn't look to the latest fashion magazines to see what to wear. When she looks at herself, she asks herself, does this glorify? And in spite of her stresses, she makes herself look beautiful." And good and appealing. Her appearance is one to be envied. Not because she has spent so much time on the external. But because internally there has been a work that has been done. That comes out of every pore of her body. And so that she can stand in her radiant beauty. Unlike any other woman of the time. I see a woman that never exchanged principle for anything prestige, power, pleasure, position, it didn't matter what was offered. There were certain principles that governed her life. She had a good report everywhere she went. Amen. She had a good reputation, and that was priceless. Amen. I'm thankful that we have ladies in our church that are not just good people here, but they're great people out there as well. Her life was governed by a law of love. That what she gave, she gave unsparingly and undeservedly. And her love oftentimes was all that made the difference. When life hurts, that love was able to lift even the hurting. When life was confusing, that love seemed to give order to those that she had influence over. And as a result, everywhere you look in her life, she made things better. I want to tell you, ladies, you have that privilege and you have that potential today to make everything around you better by simply looking at the picture of God's ideal of your life and realizing that there are some things in life that are not worth compromising over. There are some things in life that are not worth sacrificing. And I will not sacrifice my principle for anything. Amen. Ladies... You need principles in your life. You need certain things that you are going to live by no matter where you are. I see a woman that puts emphasis on the right things. They realize that there is much that can go into the making of life. They pass over many things to get to the best things. They choose the best part. She has what we call discernment. She knows the right thing to focus on. And she knows what to pay attention to. When I read this portion of scripture, there were several things that leaped out at me when I thought about it in this reference. But I noticed in one verse, in verse 16, that she is careful of what she gives herself to or what she commits herself to. Because she doesn't want any prior commitment to be compromised for a commitment commitment of convenience. There may be opportunities for her to buy land or expand or grow or do a lot of things. But she will not commit to anything that takes away from the family need. What a way to live, to be careful of what you commit yourself to. I know some women in life, not here, but some women that are so willing to commit themselves to anything but their family that it's sad. And then they wonder why everything turns out the way it does. This woman realized that her character had much more to do with her internal soul than it had to do with the contour of her body. And she is careful about her diet. I don't want to get too personal here, but she is very careful about her diet. Verse 27 says that she does not eat the bread of idleness. And the word idleness in the Hebrew means gossip or talk or slander or many of the other things that come out the salacious gossip that comes from the, the, the sitting around wondering what's going on. She was very careful what she allowed to come into her life. Ladies, I encourage you to watch your diet. I'm not talking about what you eat naturally. I'm talking about what you eat internally, spiritually, mentally. Don't buy into the garbage that's being perpetrated, that you've got to have this and you've got to have that and you've got to use this and you've got to use that. And you've got to look this way. Look the way God made you. God knew what he was doing when he created you. So enjoy what God has given you, but make sure that you do it with the right equipment. The thing that I noticed is that she found the true beauty secret. And it wasn't Max Factor or Maybelline. And it wasn't a tummy tuck or a facelift, but it was the fear of the Lord. That's where her beauty came from, the fear of the Lord. She said, you know what, if I'm really going to make any difference in this world, I may not be as beautiful as any other woman or as many other women are, but I'm going to be as beautiful as I can be, and that beauty is going to start with my connection to God. And so that's what she worked on, number one. I want to make sure that I stand in a reverent awe of God. And there came out of that a radiance and a beauty that affected a world, a life. She was a teacher. She was a mother. She was a homemaker. She was a businesswoman. And every sphere of her influence found and felt the impact of that decision to fear the Lord. Oh, that we had more women who feared the Lord. Amen. Praise God. Fear the Lord. And you know what it says of her? It says that she will laugh at the future. That may not seem like much to you, but when you, when you understand that you are God made and God makes no mistakes and he doesn't make trash, so don't live like it and don't talk like it and don't dress like it. God made you unique as you are that you can laugh at the future. That Listen to me, women. Age isn't going to take your beauty. It's only going to enhance that beauty. Amen. If you fear the Lord. Amen. And so she could look to the future and not worry. If wrinkles came, that became a better part of her character. If things didn't work like they used to, she just smiled and said, Thank God for what I still have that works. <laughs> Praise God. Amen. Listen, ladies, I am sick and tired of living in a world that discredits not only the women but the men and makes you feel like you are inadequate, that you are not what you need to be. I'm here to tell you that God made you, God designed you, and you need to glorify God in what he has given you. Amen. And there is ever, if, if there was ever a generation that needed women of this nature, it is now. I cannot tell you. How desperately we need women that are clothed with dignity. Amen. Dignity. There is a certain elegance about them. Praise God. There's a certain beauty about them. Not because they have manufactured it and not because they have made it, but because they have found it from an internal source. They have class. They have nobility. They make us proud to say they are women of God. Amen. Ladies, I challenge you this morning, be dressed and clothed in strength and dignity. Before you put anything else on, before you worry about anything else, first ask the Lord what will make you look best. And if you'll look to the Word, you'll find exactly everything that you need to do, the attitude, the spirit, the spirit the demeanor the way you ought to conduct your life the way you ought to interact with people all of that's found in the story of proverbs 31 it is found within the confines of what we call the ideal woman you say well Hughes, i'm not even close to that woman i'm tired right now just thinking about her well i'm going to tell you what to do forget about everything but one thing i want to be clothed with dignity Whatever that encloses, whatever that encapsulates, that's what I want to be. I want to be a woman that is clothed with dignity and strength. And I want to carry myself in a way that will bring honor and glory to my Creator. Amen. Let's stand together. Praise God. Let's lift our hands and thank God for mothers and for the blessings that God has brought into our lives because of these wonderful ladies. Thank you, Lord.